T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Well, the second half wasn't anything to write home about, but the defense did enough, and the Packers get their 11th win of the season. They knock off the Carolina Panthers on Saturday night, a night in which they looked like they were just going to cruise. You could almost shut this game down. After, uh, you know, a couple of quarters of football, but uh, nah, maybe nah. They couldn't do much in the second half of this contest. 24-16, the final. Carolina did what they could to come back, but the defense held them off. Uh, they had a couple of issues, tackling here and there, and a couple of different, uh, you know, things that maybe you might not be happy with. But the defense did enough to get the win, and the offense uh, has to look at themselves and say, what did we do so poorly? And the offense got beat in the trenches as well. Welcome to the Green and Gold Post Game Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. Gary, what uh, boy, play calling changed in the second half? What happened to misdirection and rolling the pocket and putting Aaron Rodgers on some bootlegs? And, you know, they just kept throwing those quick outs and they weren't working. And when Carolina's smashing you in the mouth of the line of scrimmage, they didn't take any shots downfield either, man. It was just weird. Yeah, just a very uneven game, right? I mean, yep. I, I just I just can't make heads, heads or tails of it. I mean, it's just... It was just awful second half. Uh, it just felt like uh, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't know if they weren't on the same page or there was just no real continuity within the offense. It's just weird. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. week after week we come in we look at this team, you know, although last week I thought they played pretty good. But you're right. This was a team that you thought they was going to put up 40 points. And then the second half, you got nothing. A lot of people wanted to see a little bit more of Aaron Jones, and we, we got that. Did Jamal Williams disappear in the second half as well? Yeah. He had one uh, carry the entire day. You know, and so I, you know, I, I, maybe he got hurt. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, he got nicked up. Um, but it just just was a weird game. I I don't get it. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, we'll take it. It's a win, right? I'm I'm yep. done trying to criticize this team that you know they've they've done. You know, they've got 11 wins on the season. Um, there are some bright spots, but then again, it just was a puzzling game in the second half. I just I just didn't understand it. I don't get it. Yeah, the defense, uh, 4 of 12 is what they gave up today on third down. That's a solid number, a total of 364 yards, but only 16 points. They got the punch-out fumble when they needed it, which really kind of changed the momentum of the first uh, quarter, first uh, half of this ballgame. 
Uh, so they did what they needed to do. But the offensive line for Green Bay, I mean, Aaron Rodgers today sacked four times. I don't know when the last time I remember, short of maybe what, uh, the game against uh, Tampa Bay. He ended up getting sacked, I think, four or five times in that contest. But he got beat up today. He got rushed seven times alongside. So the offensive line didn't have an answer for what Carolina was bringing. Yeah, but it looked like, Bill, they were back to McCarthy's offense. Right. Where, like, he was holding on to the football again too long. Like, he wasn't reading some reads. I mean, there was a couple times in there you heard, um, what's to announce the quarterback that used to be here? Uh, Kurt Warner. You heard Kurt Warner goes, oh, well, he's coming over underneath on the crosser. He's wide open. But there's Rodgers holding the football. So, it, it, you know, it just, you know, we had to go back and look at it, you know, a little bit more tomorrow. But it just felt like he was holding on to the ball a little bit too long and, and looking at maybe one receiver. Um, it, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. It was just weird. It just, just was an odd game. Alan Lazard today, five catches, 56 yards. Uh, he ended up he, he had three miscues though he had the one drop and he missed two blocks I mean like right in front of him and and just kind of stood there and uh, then obviously the the, the infamous uh, damn it come on Bobby when uh, Aaron Rodgers was yelling at Robert Tanyan for not blocking on the outside there was a couple other drops today as well Devontae Adams had one in the first quarter of this contest so yeah there was uh, there was some uncharacteristic play today and Aaron Rodgers by the way only spread it out to six guys normally he's seven eight nine deep yeah he's only, only eight six to nine guys, guys. Yes. yep only six guys today is all he spread it out to uh 855-830-8648 855-830-8648 let's get on it let's go to our buddy L listening to us in Philadelphia L welcome to the program the Green and Gold Post Game Show hey how you doing I was calling you guys with like uh with, with a minute or something left man trying to get on here first to talk it's, it's crazy. I don't even know what the heck I just watched. Like it's, it was a real lethargic second half. I, I don't, I don't even know what where the point. I mean, it just seems like the same old adage, man. When the team comes in, they physical with us. We just cower. Like those dudes wasn't blocking like they were supposed to. They act like they was cold or something, or like they were just like timid, not making the proper catches. It does. I don't. What's up with AJ Dillon? Like how you have him in for one series and don't run him for the rest of the game? That's just beyond me. They played him. They ran him for one play. That was it. Eighteen yards. Right, and then and, and it was a good play that he had. Like you would think you would feed off of that and keep on feeding. I don't know what's up with the Packers. Like they just with this whole situation with Aaron Jones. They gave him you know uh, touches tonight, but um, is it me? But don't do you guys hate that play when they do like the pitch? But the pitch it, it, it cuts it back and back into like the the line and back into the offensive line. He cuts it back inside. You would think a pitch would go to the outside. They pitch it and they go right back up to like a, like through the tackles. I don't understand these plays, these little <laughs> dink and doink, little one yard. Oh my gosh! Sometimes you just gotta keep you gotta keep it simple, and it, it just seems like they just try to be the smartest guys in the room when you don't have to. Like these guys are bringing everybody up to the line of scrimmage. Obviously, you either gotta play do, do a play to counter that, or just run it right back at them, and they just wouldn't do it. And that's why Aaron Rodgers got sacked four times a day. They act like they couldn't block. They're dropping passes. They're making misuse on where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be an RPO. You're running in trying to block. you got your quarterback running in between the tackles. we lucky we, nobody of any significance really got hurt today and, like, you know, bet, like really hurt bad. But like you guys said, it's a win. Um, I'm, it's, it's going to be crazy. They better not come out nowhere like this next week. So it's, going to be a, a, it's going to be a long day. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Thanks, guys. I'm not. I'm not. And I, know, and I know this is where we're going to go, Bill. Everybody's looking in the next week. 
And I'm not even going to put any any kind of significant weight on that game next week. Mm-hmm. Just not. I the only weight I'm putting on it is to watch the defense. I just want to watch them tackle and you know try to keep well, they, Henry within 125 well, yards of the score. They might just get ran over, but I'm not. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Right, right. No, I I agree with that. Because that's what that's what's going to happen when they lose or if they lose. And Henry rushed for 175 yards. If that were to happen, Packer fans are going to freak out. They're in the AFC. I'm not putting much weight on that. We don't have to play them. Now, uh, you have to watch the Saints and see what they do, obviously. But yeah. Mike Thomas is going to be out for the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, Breeze is coming back. I, I feel like he's still banged up. But uh, we're going to be okay. I mean, we know what this team is. Uh Everybody talks about it all the time. You can get physical with us up front. I don't want to say we cower, but that's not our MO. That's not what we do. I mean, we're not going to be very physical with teams that come in here. Teams teams know that they can come in here and try to beat us up, and that takes us out of our game a little bit. But I know folks are going to be looking towards next week. Let's just let's just let's just break this game here down first, Bill. The, uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. We'll rejoin the network. We are on the air locally at 1250 sure. a.m. Milwaukee. Packers get a win 24-16. They go to 11-3. and And uh, one of the statistics coming out of this game tonight for a, a team and a quarterback that is peaking towards an MVP type of season, uh, the results, not what you would expect no. coming out of tonight. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. And we'll kick off another uh, another hour and a half for the Green and Gold postgame show. Packers going to win 24-16. We'll be back after this. The Packers game is over. And now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold postgame show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. It was ugly, but you'll take it. The Packers get a win 11-3. Th- they go to 24-16 the final as they knock off the Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field, really a tale of two halves. The offense looked to be cruising at one point. You thought, you know what, one more score, you get up 28, and this game's pretty much over, and it just never materialized. And the play calling got somewhat simplified. Uh, throwing downfield seemed to be, you know, kind of vacated. Uh, the Packers' defense played well, and I'm not going to knock them at all. Yeah, right. you know, here and there, there's a couple of tackles that you probably could have uh, you pulled your hair out on. But, uh, but for the most part, man, uh, by the margin of victory of eight points, if you want to say there's blame in this particular case, you take the win. The win is the win. No, you You're eleven and three, but uh, but but the Packers' offense certainly became stagnant in the second half. The other voice you hear, Gary Ellerson, alongside, and uh, I'm kind of going through some of my game notes. And I was writing. One, I had one written here with uh, with uh, 4:37 left to go mm-hmm. in the uh, in the half. In the first half, I wrote one more score. This game's over. And then I wrote, uh oh. And then I wrote, coming out second half, uh oh. Yeah. Still, uh-oh, what the hell yeah. happened to the offense? Yeah. Why are they not rolling out Rodgers? No naked bootlegs, no motion. And it, and and then all these quick outs they were forcing to Devontae Adams, 
and it kind of at times just forced the run. It just seemed like the play calling got really herky-jerky for whatever reason. No, it Something did. I'm sure they're going to go back and look at. Well, right. So it, it feels like to me all these – so what you're seeing is the wide receiver screens that they're trying to run, and it feels like those are RPOs, and it feels like Rodgers has the ability to do those, and it feels like he was calling most of those plays. Now, they never go into depth about that with us. But once again, like I said, it felt like it felt like a McCarthy's type offense where there was no real rhythm to it in the second half. If and I don't know if McCarthy had a plan, not McCarthy, Matt Lafleur had a plan, and Rogers had a plan, and they got just got convoluted. It just got mixed up. The rhythm was just all off. It just it just yeah. It just didn't make any sense. Bill, I would agree with you. The defense I thought played pretty well. Now Rashawn Gary can stay healthy. He just he gets banged up every single game. Uh, Kirksey, I thought, played well. Burns came in and made a couple plays. Uh, uh, Amos uh, had a couple plays, made some good plays. Uh, Kevin King gets to pick, gets to fumble, and runs it back. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I thought the defense made enough plays to win. No, I, I would agree. I think the offensive line got. Uh... I don't know what – again, I don't know if things just changed and they asked the offensive line to do too much in the second half. They seemed to get a little bit beat up. Uh, they were giving up pressures, four sacks. By the way, uh, for those that wanted to know, this is the second worst game of the season out of Aaron Rodgers statistically when it comes to quarterback rating. 20 of 29, only 143 yards, sacked five times in this contest. But he was pressured, uh, when you talk about the pressures for the day, he was pressured uh, on seven different occasions. So a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Threw for the one touchdown, uh, no interceptions, had a quarterback rating of 91.6. The last time he had a quarterback rating below 100 was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he had a 35.4 this season. So the second worst game statistically for Aaron Rodgers uh, in the season so far. That's that's what kind of now Carolina. Look, they're a scrappy team. If you look at their record, they they're 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 a few scores here and there away from really flip flopping their record. They're 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 on the cusp of being decent, but uh, but man, it just it, it seemed like the what the Packers had done to kind of get them to that point. Play calling wise, just seemed to abandon them. No, it really did. There was just no rhyme or reason what what they were doing. I mean, I, it was just puzzling. I mean that 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 game plan to me out second half. You're right, Bill. First first half, you thought they were going to run away with this doggone thing. And then just nothing, just zip, zero, nothing in the second half. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Dave listening to us in New York on the Radio.com app. Dave, how you doing, man? Uh, David, um, I've seen this happen this season where the offense loses momentum. And I talked about this um, last week and. I don't think you'll respond to my comment, but they avoided this against Detroit. They came on in the third quarter, and and they continued the momentum against Indianapolis, against Tampa Bay, against Jacksonville, and against Philadelphia. The offense sputtered either in the end of the second quarter or for the entire third quarter, and it's a big reason why we lost in Indianapolis is because we lost that momentum. Um, if the defense didn't have that uh, fumble. Uh, and then, you know, run it for 50 yards, we could have really lost this game against uh, a losing team. So the offense needs to find a way to not lose momentum so regularly because this isn't the first time it's happened this season. The four games where they played like uh, crap in the third quarter in the second half. 
I well, would 100% agree. Call. Appreciate the phone call. Right. Yeah, and we we we've talked about that bill here on this show where um, Minnesota, right? The defense didn't play well, so it got to be a, a, a shootout, and our defense couldn't get any stops. Well, in this game. Carolina wasn't as good as Minnesota on the offensive end, so they really didn't threaten you that much. You felt like our defense had control. You just felt like Bridgewater couldn't do anything. And this is one of those things that we talked about with this offense. This offense sometimes will get in a little lull, and they can't get out of it. And that, that would be cause for concern if you were to make it to the playoff and – teams start getting stops against us right and and our defense is not playing up to par then that's not good for the green bay packers 855-830-864 let's go back to it matt listening to us in kenosha matt welcome to the program man what's going on hey bill hey gary how you guys doing tonight um just watching this team it makes me really nervous for the playoffs because i mean they're when they're facing like a bottom feeder team like Carolina Panthers, and you see them up twenty-one to three, just cruising, it makes me very nervous for the playoffs when they're facing teams like the Seahawks or any other team that they're going to go against. They can't, you know, take their foot off the gas. So I'm just wondering, like, is there a switch they have to pull when they're going against these teams? Because it just it makes me super nervous, and I mean, they got all they have all the recipe for a Super Bowl team, but they get to that point, and then they let their foot off the gas. It seems like several games in this year so far, where I'm just like, okay, they're going to cruise, and then several things happen, and then they're like playing in desperation mode, and mm-hmm. I just, I just don't understand it. So I just want to know what your thoughts on that. I don't think I got the sense of, uh, and appreciate the phone call, I, I, I don't think I got the sense of desperation, Gary. I got the sense of frustration. You could see it on Aaron Rodgers' face, that they're just between the drops, guys not being in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, obviously the offensive line was giving up, uh, you know, pressure all afternoon or all evening, and then really more so in the second half of this contest. It just seemed like they just never really got it together, never got into a rhythm in the second half. And, and you know what? They always say the old adage is, you know, look, they get paid too. But, you know, the Packers, in, in the second quarter, their fourth drive, they punted. They went seven plays and punted, then four plays and punted. Then they had back-to-back three and outs to start the second, uh, second, second half in the third quarter, then a four and out, then a field goal, then another three and out, and then the end of the game. They didn't do anything. In the, they had, uh, what, four punts and ran the game out and a drive that stalled on 10 plays, 42 yards, to kick a field goal. They didn't do anything in the second half of this ballgame that would even make you think that this team was, was, was coming close to being into a rhythm or looking fluid. And all the adjectives that we've used to describe yeah. this offense for most of the season, they, they were not that at all in the second half of this ballgame. Well, Bill, to remain consistent, I, I think we both have said this. This Packer team can lose in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They also have the ability to be in the Super Bowl. And that's what we saw tonight. I mean, if, if we're just going to remain consistent with this team, I think that's what we've said all year long. We know what the flaws are. We see them. Um, 
because you know if you go into the first round of the playoffs, and I don't know who you're going to get. Just say you get Minnesota. Minnesota's already come here and beaten us, so we know mm-hmm. they have an opportunity. We know that they can. Um, so I mean, th- this team is, you know, we it's there's like four or five teams in the NFC, and I think they're all a bunch together, and the Packers are not that far ahead of these teams that are going to be in the playoffs on the NFC side. They're not playing like that, they're not. I mean, the, the biggest right, and thing they that have we the just build, get, and, right. and they can play like that, and we've, said, we've right. said that. I mean, they they can play like that, and then that, that's what scares you about this team. The biggest thing about that offense is that when it's not fluid, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. And Teddy Bridgewater and company, they were off tonight. Some drop passes, right. some passes exactly. that were thrown errantly. Had they right. extended some of those drives, might have been a right. different game. Right. Uh, this time now for the injury report, Tayback Law brings it to you. Sponsored by Tayback Law and Veterans. If you feel you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. You saw Rashawn Gary go down uh, late in the ballgames. area Smith went down with the ankle but came back. Uh, like three plays later, he was back in the ballgame, so good news there. But Jamal Williams did go down with an injury. He did not return to tonight's contest. We'll find out a little bit from Matt LaFleur coming up here shortly as to the seriousness maybe of what uh, what he's got going on, if we find out at all tonight or in the very near future. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, Jamal Williams went down with an injury, did not return in this contest. And that's brought to you by our friends at Tayback Law. Tayback Law, if you've been wrongfully, wrongfully denied your benefits, veterans, contact Tayback for the payback at Tayback Attorneys, T-A-B-A-K, TaybackAttorneys.com. That is Tayback Attorneys. Dot com. Let's go back to the phone calls. Talk to us. Scott listening to us in Illinois. Scott, how you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, I'm good. I just wanted to um, talk about uh, Zadarius Smith. And before I get into it, I think that uh, the defense needs to be given some credit because I think they kept us in the game and ultimately won us the game tonight, and the offense really put them in a poor place. But um, if you look specifically at Zadarius Smith, besides the, uh, besides the fact Every single play, I, I seriously mean this, every single play, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't get to the quarterback. He either doesn't put a move on a guy, just tries to run at him and then look for a flag. And um, it's something I've noticed throughout the season. He isn't playing like he was last year, and I, I just don't see the effort there. And I was wondering what you guys uh, thought about that. Zedaria Smith. Zedaria Smith. How many sacks did he have tonight, Bill? Um, did he have just one. the one tonight? Um, I think he just had the one tonight. Um, let me find it here, going through it. But uh, yeah, yeah I think and I'm sure he had a couple tonight. pressures. Uh, he had the one sack. He had one sack, and he had another pressure. Yeah. tonight in the in the ball game. So he had a total. Well, of I would two. say he this: total of three tackles. Yeah, he's not having a season that he had last year. But what does he have? A total of ten sacks already this year. Uh yeah, he's uh, double he, digits now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um they're not playing as well as they were last year. And I think he's also not lining up just on the outside and rushing a quarterback too. I mean, he's been playing in the middle as well. He's inside as well, but they still rush him from there. Uh, But Bill, I I think we went back and did a a stat on Zedarius Smith and um, Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. Do you know that Zedarius is leading Khalil Mack in all categories? As far as sacks, pressures, tackles for loss, and all those things, mm-hmm. since they both, you know, since they both changed teams, right. it's not even close. He's, so the he's production, a, a, that, he's yeah, he's been a much better value. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah, I don't get that. 
855-830-8648-855-830-8648. I get what he's saying because there's times where you look and Zedarius has turned around. He's trying to he's trying to like back his way in. He's he's there's times that he's not doing a lot. And and I understand that. I watch him, I watch Preston. You try to watch the trenches to see who is and isn't getting pressure. Kenny Clark, that poor man's getting double teamed damn near every play. Every time. I watched him tonight, man. He was getting pushed from behind. He's falling down. But I'll tell you what, he just keeps going. And what Kenny Clark does is get pressure up the gut to the point where he may not statistically be in on the play. But he takes away a cutback lane. He takes away the ability to reverse field. If Teddy Bridgewater's rolling off to his right, Kenny Clark's behind him. He's got the pocket now pushed back. Bridgewater has nowhere to go. Thus, some of the throwaways that he had tonight or hurried throws he had tonight. Mm-hmm. Kenny Clark is a disruptor. I mean, if anything, I wish they had a, a stat for just being a disruptor because that's what he seems to do yes. as well as anybody, even when he's uh, being double teamed. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Jim listening to us in Chicago. Jim, welcome to the program, the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Hey, guys, I'm happy for the win. Um, I, I, I had this angle to play. I, I heard uh, an interview a couple weeks ago with uh, Bill Curry where he talked about a time in, uh, you know, back in the 60s on Thanksgiving Day, the pack was being beat at halftime by the Lions, and some Lions players started uh, giving Lombardi some uh, crap about uh, how much they were going to beat him, and uh, Lombardi kind of smiled. And uh, Curry said, hey, let, you know what? We went in the locker room thinking we are going to get, uh, you know, uh, get yelled at at the halftime, and Lombardi didn't even show up until a minute left and said, you guys are the Green Bay Packers, go out and win this thing. And the, the bottom line is, he said that uh, Lombardi knew that those guys thought it was over at halftime, and, and the game wasn't. So here's my point. The point is, we we got up big. We, we, we went down easy, scored a lot of points. Did we think it was over already and just kind of let everything out? You know, and, and I think that was that was a big part of it because clearly the defense played really well tonight, and it was kind of the offense that let us down. Completely agree. I, I the the offense let them down, and like I said, I went over the the statistics when it came to the uh, the drive chart for the Packers in the second mm-hmm. half. It was punt, 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 field goal, punt, end of game. That's all the offense did, and that really prior yeah. to that, yeah, prior to that was it was what? Uh, how many punts? It was five straight punts in a row before they kicked the field goal in the fourth quarter. That goes back to the end of the second quarter. So with three twenty-eight to go, you had uh, the punt, then another punt, and then uh, you started the uh, the third quarter. You didn't do anything with it. The third quarter, you ran a total, mm-hmm. a total of ten plays, mm-hmm. and that was th- that equated to three punts, and you gained a total of sixteen yards. That's it. Yep. I mean, boy, it, it just man, it just that offense just stunk. And, and granted, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, Carolina decided to come up and press them at the at the line of scrimmage and not allow them anything downfield. And, and the quick outs that Aaron was throwing and the bubble screens and all that kind of stuff and bunch formation wasn't working because they were coming up and punching them at the mouth in the mouth of the line of scrimmage. But but Matt Lafleur never adapted the play calling. So. Yeah, I mean, give Carolina a little bit of credit as well. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. 24-16, the Packers get the win. They go to 11-3. and It wasn't pretty. Uh, the second half of this ball game, they're going to have to go back and look at it and say, okay, what do we do wrong here? But nevertheless, Packers are still in the driver's seat in the NFC. we got more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How did Green Bay's first score of the game happen? Who helped to put the points on the board? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef score of the game. 
Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. 24-16, the final. The Packers go to 11-3. They knock off the Carolina Panthers. It wasn't pretty, but ultimately it is a win. They still are in the driver's seat for the first round by yep. in the NFC when you come to the postseason. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. We know New Orleans uh, tomorrow going to be taking on uh, Kansas City. And Kansas City coming in pretty much at full strength. The Saints are getting Drew Brees back, but they lost Michael Thomas for the remainder of the season with that ankle injury. So uh, the Saints, they need this one if they're going to keep pace with the Packers. Otherwise, the Packers are going to own that top spot altogether. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the Packers should get a win against Tennessee on a, a week from Sunday, then the Packers would indeed then lock up the first uh, the, the, the first round uh, bye with the uh, the NFC. So at least between them and the Saints, because then the Saints could not catch them. Even if the Saints tied them, they couldn't get it done. So anyway, welcome back to the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellison alongside I had mentioned it was Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers had a bad game. All I'm saying is, statistically speaking, his second-worst game of the season when it came to quarterback rating. And there was virtually no shots in the second-half downfield. No shots. None. Uh, and, and the offense, there were 42% on third down. The Packers were. Defense held the Carolina Panthers to 33%, 4 of 12. 4 of 12. And, and they created turnovers. Uh, they walked away with the turnovers in this ball game, and and just – Beyond that, nothing, man. It just the defense really didn't give up a whole lot. The offense was extremely stagnant, not doing anything for five straight series. Punt, 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 field goal, punt, end of game is the way things went for the Packers after their first three possessions resulted in touchdowns. So that's kind of the way it went. Hey, first score of the game in this contest, and uh, it was it was pretty. Robert Tanyan on a one yard out. Here it is. Fake to Jones in the flats. They get it here. Tunyon's in touchdown. Tenth of the season to lead all tight ends in the league. On the NFL Network, that's brought to you by Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check them out and check out their selection and place your order as well. Go to Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Let's go back to the phone calls and uh, start to roll through some of these because got a lot of people on hold. Phone lines are jam-packed. Wanted to talk about this. Andrew is on the east side. Andrew, how you doing today, man? What's up? Good. Gary, Bill, how's it going, fellas? Good, bud. How you doing? Fantastic. Uh, I just want to start off with uh, by the callers. The way we're t- I mean, we did win, so go Pack Go. That's another W in the books. Um, I just want to resort to a couple of callers ago. He was saying that was a probably a good chance if we would have uh, we would have lost if Bridgewater wouldn't got that fumble right there in the end zone and for me this is a game we weren't going to lose I don't at any moment think we we're going to lose if we didn't get that fumble in the end zone and they would have scored I still feel like we would have done enough to win that game and then Gary mentioned we were a team that could lose the first playoff game and we're a team that could win the Super Bowl and then it kind of got me thinking even with that Bears game uh that we were burying them and then kind of backed off and didn't by the end of the game it didn't seem like we buried them I feel like this team I mean it's all there we just we're kind of playing nice it feels like and I'm not I'm not worried about this offense though I'm not the only reason I was worried about the offense more so than anything is because they got their ass handed to them in the trenches yeah yeah you know play calling is one thing but when you're just get flat out getting beat up front 
and you're giving up pressures on Aaron Rodgers, the second most pressures and sacks that he's had all season long, that's concerning. I mean, Carolina's a good defense, but they're by no means a great defense. And uh, sometimes it's just, Matt, Gary, you know this, sometimes it's just a matchup. Sometimes just a guy's got your number and you can't figure him out and he just does something well against you, whereas everybody else in the league, no matter how good they are, can't get past you. But it was it was a little disconcerting to but see Aaron Rodgers but get that's hit that the, much. But that's the whole thing of it, Bill. They didn't have your number in the first half. You owned right. them. And then how did they get your number in the second half? That, that That's what – I mean, they were running the football down their throats, Bill, in the first half. Mm-hmm. N- nothing changed. Same players. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they thought it was, it's going to be a blowout, take your foot off the gas, relax and coast in. I mean, I don't, I don't really believe in that, but maybe they did. Some, something wasn't right in the second half with this football team. But, but, but Bill, but we've seen this. This team has the ability, or well, they have shown this to us, that they can get like this. They they did it in Indianapolis. I mean, and, and they couldn't get it back because that was a better team and th- that that team could make plays. I mean, we saw it right away in, in Tampa. So these are some of the losses. But, yeah, you can even look at some of the wins and they're not complete. And you walk away kind of scratching your head like, what did we just see? Mm-hmm. I mean, MVS this game, did he have like one, two targets maybe? Marquez Valdez Scantling had one target. That was it. And he one. owned. He he was on. And so, Bill, go, going back to you know what you're saying, and, and if it's true, why not try to get this guy going again? Why not build that success off of what he had last week? The this, the <laughs> recipe for him has been to get him involved early, yeah. get him a catch or why two, not, and then get him moving. Right. Why not build? Because you didn't. Why not build off that success that you had with him last week? That blew my mind. I'm going like, yep. this guy's only going to get one target the whole game? Are you kidding me? And that's the guy that's got the ability to blow the lid off because clearly they were coming to the line of scrimmage Correct. and punching the receivers in the mouth, specifically in the second half of this game. When we come back, Trell, I promise you, you're going to be first out of the shoot. Stay tuned. The Packers get a win. It's a win. wasn't pretty, but it's a win. 24-16, they knock off the Carolina Panthers. They get the extra day of rest as they get ready for the Tennessee Titans coming into Lambeau Field. Next Sunday night contest, another Sunday night game. They go to 11 and 3. We got more of the Green and Gold Post Game Show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Green Bay Packers get the win. It wasn't pretty, and the offense in the second half of this ballgame really, uh, I guess to end the first half, kind of stunk, but the offense in the second half was just not good. Uh, They started to get pressed at the line of scrimmage, didn't have an answer. The sacks, the pressures given up on Aaron Rodgers. The offensive line got beat in the trenches. Uh, Their defensive backs and linebackers stepped up and were uh, punching the receivers in the mouth. It was just uh, 
not a very fluid, not what we're used to seeing out of a Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers-led offense. As a matter of fact, statistically, it's not that Aaron had a bad game. It's just statistically he was under siege, 20 of 29, 143 yards, but sacked five times, pressured seven, and a quarterback rating his second lowest of the season at 91.6. Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 145 yards, averaged over seven yards per carry also, uh, today, Aaron Jones, three catches, 13 yards on the day, but uh, not a not a huge day for anybody else. I mean, Devontae Adams targeted 10 times, far and away the most from any other Packer receiver. Seven catches, 42 yards, had one drop in the sideline, but had a couple of overthrows. Alan Lazard was uh, five out of six for 56 yards, had the one for a third down conversion. That would have been a first down, and he just it went right through his hands. He dropped that ball as well, and that was late in the uh, first half as they were going down the sideline and trying to keep the ball in play and put some more points on the board, just never materialized. And it uh, just wasn't a great day offensively for anybody with this Green Bay Packers team. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Let's go to our buddy Terrell on hold. Been on hold a while. Terrell, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on with you, gentlemen? How y'all doing? T, we're good. Oh, I agree with, with Gary pretty much. This is a football team that could – Lose the first playoff game they play, or they could also win the Super Bowl. Um, this has been a recurring issue with this team as far as the offense, especially in the second half. I don't know what it is about Lafleur's either his, his offensive scheme once once the team get used to it, or is it the way he's calling the game? I have no idea if it's a mixture or what it is, but that's something they definitely got to figure out. Like Roger said, they'll lose real quick if they don't. Um, also, he was looking over to the sideline, seeming like he was about to have a tantrum on the field. Um, I think it was that either the last or the second and last drive. And I'm like, it seemed like he wanted to go a different direction than what the play call was coming in. But he kept going with it, and it was frustrating. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it, what, what it is or what's going on, but even the Jacksonville game, this kind of remind me, of the Jacksonville game and the um, the Philadelphia game in the second half didn't didn't look all that great, and it's like our defense. Everybody will blame our defense if we give up points when we play better teams, but it's like it's not really defense because the offense is going three and out really fast. They getting rushed and getting off the field. The defense is coming right back on the field. So I, I think this is this this one squarely was an ugly game on the offensive side and. If they don't figure it out when they play better teams, they're going to lose. And that's just the way I see it. Right, because you can't give you, – you, you, you're not going to be able to give Jared Goff, Drew Brees. Um, you're not going to be able to give those guys too many more opportunities than they're already going to get because they're going to hurt you. Russell Wilson, you just, you just not – Yeah, Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brady. Th- those guys are going to hurt you. I mean, Bridgewater couldn't, you know, push it in this game because he's not as good as those guys but those guys are going to hurt you if you if you're thinking that you're gonna what's that series they had in the second half bill what was it punt punt field goal you oh know? in the second half of this game it was yeah. they, they if you go back to yeah. uh with with about five minutes to go three minutes to go in this in the first half it was punt punt in the third quarter yeah they ran a total of 10 plays and they were they got themselves a total of about 16 yards yeah, so they they probably lose that game 35-21 maybe to Tampa or Seattle cuz that's just too many opportunities you're giving their offense. They're going to score. 
Uh, yeah, that you you give top quality quarterbacks the opportunity. Yes. Yeah, it's they, they're absolutely. I mean, it's it's only so many times you're gonna be the hold down DK Metcalf. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four. Is that it, Trail? You got anything else? He's gone. Yeah, he's he gone. gone. I, I think sure. he got it in. If not, he, he can call it. tomorrow, Bill. No, yeah, not exactly. tomorrow. We won't be in tomorrow. Well, he can call Monday. Yep. Uh, let's go to Kevin listening to us in Green Bay. Kevin, how you doing today? What's going on, man? Hey, Bill and Gary. First of all, thank you guys so much for all season, all your work. A uh, couple observations. I'll be very efficient with this. First, before you even get into the game, Packer fans, it's been very troubling to listen to them. They are so afraid to fall in love with this team. It almost is like Bill and Gary when you're at the end of the bar and you see this really good-looking girl at the end of the bar. You're so afraid to ever go up into her and to ask her out or get her number. That's what Packer fans are. They're afraid to fall in love with their team because they're just waiting for something bad to happen. You can't do that with being a fan. Be all in on this team. Granted, it wasn't the prettiest one, but they got the W. Now, as far as the observations of the game, Bill, totally agree with you. It's the trenches. I think when you watch the game back, watch Lucas Patrick and Bakhtiari. They did not have a good game. And I think Carolina, they're one of the better 4-9 teams you're going to see. And I think that really what, what this game was about is the Packers didn't really know how to game plan for Carolina. I would say the same thing for Jacksonville, because sometimes these teams that are three wins, four wins, you don't really know what it is that you need to game plan for. I I do think that they abandoned the run game a little too much. Yes, Aaron Jones got 145 yards, but isn't it interesting in the games where Aaron Jones does really well, they don't score as many points. But before I wrap this up, they scored 24 points. On the year, they've scored 30, so they were only a few points off their average. Give the defense some kudos. I mean, yeah, there were some maybe uh, drives that got extended, but at the end of the day, they kept them in this game. I think this was the proverbial trap game, and they got by it, and they got the Ws, so feel good about this. And I would say this, Packer fans, just push your chips into the middle of the table and just fall in love with this team and win-lose, who cares? Let's just have fun. It's 2020. It's a messed up year. No, see, no, no. I, I disagree with the who cares because you, you can't you, – I, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can say who cares because oh, here's why you can't say who – No, just, just hold on. Just hear me out. Here's why you I can't say who cares because there's a clock ticking right now on Aaron Rodgers. If this was 10 years ago and you say who cares, great. But if you don't get another Super Bowl here within the next, I don't know, three years, this could be over. So it can't be who cares. You drafted Jordan Love, I'm assuming that's why they did it, to take Aaron Rodgers' spot. This guy is not going to sit for another three, four years. That's not going to happen. So there's a clock ticking right now on how much longer you're going to be able to see 12 as your quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. So it can't be a who cares. Well, to your point, Gary, and I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and again, much love to you, but the thing I would say to that is that they were only, what, seven points off of what they normally score on their weekly average. I really think they just ran into a team that was a proverbial trap game, and they really didn't know how they wanted to attack this Carolina team. And so I'll why was Matt it a Rule trap game? All the cre- I will give Matt Rule all the credit because, you know what, I will say this, Carolina's a better team than Minnesota. I would, I would take Carolina over Minnesota any day of the week twice on Sunday. I would take Carolina over the Chicago Bears, who are in the Packers division. I would take the Carolina Panthers over the Detroit Lions, who are in our division, and have probably played a tough Why was it a trap game? Because you don't know how to attack a 4-9 and nine team 
that has actually played really well. I would say the one thing that I would be very critical of Green Bay of is they actually didn't continue to run the ball as much as they wanted to. I think Carolina made a conscious effort, Gary and, and Bill, is that they were not going to let the outside get beat. They did a great job, actually, of swarming on Devontae and Adams. There have been yeah. so many teams with lesser talent that actually have done worse against Devontae. So I'm going to give Carolina all the credit in the world. Maybe when we look at the film, and again, I'll do it. You guys will do it because you're pros, you're good guys. But if you look back at it, I don't think Green Bay maybe attacked the middle of the field as much as they should have. And I will say this, A.J. Dillon, I know that uh, Jamal Williams actually, uh, it's sad to say that he was hampered and didn't come back in the second half. I think Jamal Williams, if they would have pounded that dude, or excuse me, um, A.J. Dillon, if they would have pounded him up the middle, might have actually been able to extenuate some of those drives that stalled. So, again, I hear where you're coming from, Gary. End of the day, I want you and Bill to have an amazing upcoming holiday. (laughs) Packer fans, get on in. We're going to the playoffs. And you know what? I do agree with you a little bit, Gary. They could either win this whole thing or they could get bounced on the first round, but things are looking up. And I love you guys. Uh, I I appreciate the phone call. Look, uh, I understand where he's talking about trap game because everybody's talking about the next real contest is going to be the Tennessee game, and that's going to be the game that everybody felt that you got to get past, you got to win if you're going to go 13 and three because this game and then obviously the Bears game at the end of the season everybody feels are kind of layups that that are they're kind of gimmies, and but but if you've watched on on film this Carolina team and I said it coming into this game, Carolina does a lot of things really well the problem is they don't do the little things well such as catching the football they you know teddy bridgewater will have it just a little bit too high or just a little bit too low or just a little bit out of reach and they don't extend drives and but that defense brings it and every now and then they'll give one up but they've got some talent over there Uh, i just uh, i i really i like carolina i think they're only a season away from kind of putting things together remember you know they got rid of ron rivera they got rid of cam newton new quarterback new terminology new system you know, this is that learning year, and then I think next year there'll be a better football team. You know, Bill, you know, we have uh, David Bakhtiari on our show, what, every Tuesday. Mm. And here's why I don't believe it's a trap game, or if you listen to him, why it's not a trap game. Because they know that they have to win out. Because the Saints are, are, are right there. Mm-hmm. So they know if they want home field advantage, they have to win every single game. So right. that takes out the whole the whole the whole trap game mentality at the end of the year when you're in this race to have home field advantage yeah i mean i i get that you know and when we were first looking at this three four weeks ago uh everybody was saying well this titans team this is it uh lafleur coach there so he's got some you know ties there and you know derrick henry's coming in maybe this is a, a test game but that has flipped. The switch has flipped only because now the Packers can't stumble. They have to win right. out to maintain home field advantage. If they should lose, and I haven't looked at who's behind, but if the Packers should lose uh, again, now if if the Saints lose tomorrow, if they lose to Kansas City, then the Packers win one more game and they pretty much solidify themselves. Yeah, they clinch it. Um, yeah, then, then they end up with, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they'll end up with the best record because depending on what the Rams do, if the Rams should lo- – I can't remember how the tiebreakers work with the Rams, but I think if they, they end up tied with the Rams, the Rams would win out. And if they tie with the Saints, the, then the Packers would win out. So they still have to stay pace with the Rams. But right. uh, the Packers, as far as over the Saints, I think the Packers 
Uh, they do have that tiebreaker, obviously. Uh, the hit of the games, Darius Smith. He ends up getting to Teddy Bridgewater. Take a listen. Clock running again on first and ten. Bridgewater in trouble and sacked. Back at the 30-yard line, Zedarius Smith, his 25th sack in his two years with the Packers. 25 of them in two years. That is uh, on uh, the NFL Network. And the hit of game brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. You can check out their apprenticeship opportunities. Simply go to Boilermakers107.com. That is Boilermakers107.com. Packers get a win 24-16. We got more with Aaron Rodgers, as a matter of fact. We're going to hear from him coming up next on the Green and Gold Postgame Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Drive of the game is culminated by an Aaron Rodgers scamper. He looked, he looked, and finally he took it into the end zone himself from six yards out. Take a listen. Packers perfect on third down so far. Rodgers steps up, eyes on the end zone. He'll run and get in. Touchdown. They stay perfect on third down, and Rodgers gets his 31st career rushing touchdown. All-time leader for quarterbacks in Packers history. Aaron Rodgers gets the run in, and he culminates a 13-play, 75-yard drive in 6 minutes, 48 seconds. That put the Packers up uh, 14-3 to with the PAT after that point by Mason Crosby. 24-16 the final. The Packers get the win, go to 11-3. and Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels, and uh, let's do this. Aaron Rodgers just wrapped up talking to the media, and uh, let's take a listen to what he had to say. Let's hear from the QB of today's game. Let's hear what number 12 has to say after this one. Brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. RobertHackDiamonds.com. There you go, Aaron Rodgers after the ball game addressing the media. And, you know, real quick, uh, Gary, the one thing that I noticed out of all of that, he talked again about lack of energy at home. Did you notice that? I know, I keep hearing it was, that. I, I keep hearing, what yeah, I keep about? hearing that. I, uh, let's talk about that when we come back real quick. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur as well. Mike Clemens is going to be standing by up in uh, up at Lambeau Field. But, again, he brings up the lack of energy at home. And this is the reason I keep saying, well, if, it, if, if this is the way it's going to be at home, then why are we hoping for the home, home field advantage? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's do this. Packers get a win 24-16, knock off the Carolina Panthers. They're 11-3. we got more right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. It's Green Gold Post Game Show. And time now for the MVP of the game brought to you by Van Horn Automotive. Van Horn with locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned on the web at vanhornauto.com. Go to vanhornauto.com. 
Gary, you could go two different directions. You can go with uh, with a guy like Adrian Amos. He had a big game today. He had seven tackles, had a sack, had three passes that he broke up today. He seemed to be anywhere and everywhere. Or you could go offensively speaking, and you could go with a guy like Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 145 yards, had the touchdown, also had three catches for 13 yards. So he ended up with uh, 158 total yards in this ball game. Um, which direction would you go? Well, let's go defense because I think that's what's going to help him win his doggone Super Bowl. So let's go to Amos. I thought he stepped up, played well. And listen, Bill, right now they started playing him in a hole a little bit at that linebacker spot, and he's coming mm-hmm. through. Yeah, he's been played in different areas, there's no doubt. Uh, let's do this. We'll step back into the uh, into the, the media auditorium, so to speak. Head coach, uh, you've got uh, Matt LaFleur, who just addressed the media just a couple of moments ago. Let's just listen to a few minutes of this. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clemens inside Lambeau Field with some post-game reaction. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Packers get a win 24-16. They go to 11-3. and Let's get uh, back to it right after this on the Green Hill Postgame Show. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Oh, that was the play of the game, no doubt about it. They 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 caught us in a, a defense where they thought they were going to take advantage of and and pound the pound the football. I think our guys kind of knew what was coming there with with the quarterback sneak, and that's just great awareness, and that's why you saw him in there quite a bit. He did a great job punching that sucker out, and and that definitely was the play of the game, the turning point of the game. You're talking about a 14-point swing when it could have been easily 14-10. We make that. It's 14-3, and and offensively we went down and scored to make it 21-3. So uh, very, very happy with Chris and uh, thought, you know, he had an outstanding game. Welcome back. The Green Gold Postgame Show continues on 24-16. The Packers knock off the Carolina Panthers. Gary Ellison alongside the former Packer and Badger running back. We now go up to Lambeau Field. Mike Clemens joining us from uh, the location of tonight's contest between the Packers and the Carolina Panthers. And, Mike, uh, boy, a lot of the talk tonight is not necessarily about going 11-3. and It's more so about how the offense just became anemic uh, there late in the second quarter and then obviously throughout the second half. Yeah, and as they were saying, too, the play of the game was – this quarterback sneak by Teddy Bridgewater, not far from where Bart Starr went in for a quarterback sneak 50 <laughs> years ago uh, in the Ice Bowl. And, you know, Teddy went high. This is a guy who had that knee injury that was kind of weird, uh, but it was Chris Barnes, number 51, who later left the game with a scratched eye. Uh, but, you know, Teddy jumping over, and so he was asked after the game, what was he thinking leaping on that quarterback sneak the fumble, the force fumble, Kevin King scooping it up and running 50 yards. Here's Teddy Bridges. Yeah, just trying to compete, uh, trying to make a play. But that situation is first down. You just sneak. Man, heard the guys from the other team calling out to sneak. So I thought they were going to go low. So I was going to try to go over the top. But you know, all the times that I've run a sneak, I've always just you know followed the wedge and uh, can't get to that moment and do anything different. I just sneak behind the, the guys, dive in low. We may score and maybe second down. It's a situation where. I guarantee if I ever have to run a quarterback sneak again for the rest of my career, I'll probably make sure I never reach the ball over the top. You know, Mike, you look at Mike Rule and his coaching staff, and they go 4-10, and 10, but they, they've done a pretty good job so far this year staying in a lot of games. Yeah, and you know what? It's just so weird, um, Gary. The, the, the scouting this team, this is the way they play. They get off to these slow starts, and Zach Thompson, one of the linebackers, said, what, did you make adjustments? No, we just started playing. Here's what Matt Rule had to say. 
got one at the end of the half. Um, and for it to, you know, again, for it to be inside as well. So, um, you know, as disappointing as we are when we lose, there's a lot of positives, but, uh, um, those players, just, you know, that they got to continue to grow, continue to play better. I was happy to see them make some plays. Mike, uh, I, I go back to the, the talk during the show here. Uh, Gary and I have both talked about it. What happened to this offense in the second half of that ball game that maybe you saw up close and personal? They used that single high safety uh, cover one that we saw. I guess they were jamming the receivers. Devontae got shut down. Mm-hmm. His streak of touchdowns ends at eight games. Rodgers' average pass was only about four four yards or so because of such a sluggish second half. And Aaron was asked, why did the offense struggle starting in the third quarter? Well, we started off good on third down. We didn't, couldn't hit a third down. Um, we didn't run it as well, obviously, in the third quarter. They played very soft in the secondary. We couldn't find a way to get Devontae involved a little bit more, which I think hurt some of our production. And, yeah, just, you know, there's a couple of breakdowns. Protection. It looked like, you know, on the first drive, uh, big time hands to the face there on Lucas. Uh, you know, that would have kept, uh, obviously, been an automatic first down and kept the drive going. But I don't know, we're going to have to look at it. It just, nothing felt good. You, you know, the energy was a little off, and we obviously had the three and outs. You know, Mike, if you look at uh, Amos, he's, you know, playing a different role right now. He's coming down the box, playing that uh, role that uh, Raven Green used to play. And he had a pretty good game tonight. He did. Seven tackles. He's all over the field. Three block passes. Uh, we asked him, you know, if, if he likes playing in that hybrid safety spot. You know, I just think we're improving each and every week. Everybody looking at themselves and seeing where they can be better. You know, me personally, I'm just trying to you know, be faster to the ball, just just find more ways to be effective and um, help the, the defense be great. You know, I think, you know, there was a lot of good performances tonight on defense and, you know, minus one or two plays that we, we have to get squared away on. Um, I, I think we've had a, a pretty good game. But like I said, we, all, we always, you know, working to be better each and every week. And um, I think I think we're, you know, we're getting closer and closer to, to playing our best ball. This is the, the time in the season where you want to start playing your best ball leading into the playoffs, getting that momentum into playoffs and, and, and being, you know, stout on defense. Injuries, Bill and Gary, Jamal Williams, the running back, was on the bike with a quad, a sore right quad. And then Chris Barnes, 51, with the scratched eye, went to the locker room, came back to the to the bench. Will Redmond leaving the game with a concussion. Now, you need him back at safety if you're going to move Adrian Amos up to the box. And Zadarius is still dealing with that ankle, limping around half of the game tonight. Mike, good stuff as always. We appreciate it. Uh, always a good one, Gary. We'll do it again same time, only one extra day as we'll do it next Sunday night. Packers get a win 24-16. They go to 11-3. and Time for us to go. Have a good one. See You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 